right, so we are live on Facebook. Welcome to Warrior Women in Business episode 33. I can't believe we've come this far. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm very excited for today's guest, Beyond Belief. I think everyone that understands the mission of Warrior Women in Business have probably wanted to speak with Julie Lerner at some point. <laughs> so uh, let me introduce myself for those of you that are new to Warrior Women in Business on this snowy day in New York City. We're very excited um, to have you on and, and thank you for joining us today. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Warrior Women in Business, I'd just like to give a little brief about who we are, our mission, where we've come from and where we're going. So again, my name is Jasmine Sandler and uh, just so you know, just a short bit about me. Um, I've been in digital marketing and media for a very long time. And I noticed uh, around 2010, 2011, that more and more women were attending my events or attending conferences that I was a part of. And I saw this like mass influx of female entrepreneurship of which I am one. <laughs> so, um, so I fast forward to 2017, um, I, I started to think about this Warrior Women in Business brand and launched a conference called Brand You under the Warrior Women in Business brand. From the conference, there was a lot of interest in, in from female entrepreneurs everyone from you know, young startups to female business students to what we have now, which are female executives turning into entrepreneurs that really wanted to understand how to do it in a successful way. And more importantly, you know, have the mentorship and support that they needed. So with that being said, you know, I launched a Warrior Women in Business podcast. We're on episode 33 today, but it's come a very long way um, from the mission of really bringing together women that have been there and done that to female entrepreneurs, kind of cross spectrum and cross industry to uh, running events and having and working with like the New York City Mayor's Office against domestic violence to really bring together women to support initiatives that we care about to come together in a very non-competitive collaborative way to support each other um, in our business growth. So we have the podcast, uh, which Julie's on today. We also have warriorwomenbusiness.com, which is uh, a site where you can get access to great mentors and coaches across the female entrepreneurship journey. I'll put it that way. We have events um, and we have a whole, um, as you can see behind me, fashion brand and lifestyle brand. It's all about how do we empower women from you know her business to her home, to what she wears and how she feels about herself. So it's pretty cool. I'm very excited about where it's come. Um, so for today's purposes, uh, you know, uh, we've had podcast guests from all areas of entrepreneurship, but we've never had a woman on <laughs> that it is in a field that traditionally I feel, my brother's in finance, um, a more of a, a male dominated industry, which is, you know, investing, venture capitalism, angel investing. So I, I, I begged and pleaded Julie to be on and here she is today. So I'm just going to give a quick bio and then we're going to jump into questions so she can talk about, she can talk about what she does um, more than I know and I can learn from her. And then we're going to go to Q&A around the 3.43, mark. So any of you that are on Facebook Live, please feel free to sh just put in your questions as we go along. So um, just starting with your, with Julie's bio. So um, Julie is an angel investor, and actually, the, the reason I found Julie in the first place is I heard about this uh, all-female angel investor company called 37 Angels here in New York, and I started to dig into them because at the time I had a client 
that I was helping, you know, to get to the level of investing for, you know, branding work. And I was like, wow, this company is really amazing. I looked at some of their portfolio of clients that they fund and who's behind it. And I found Julian, you know, she just has just honestly, Julia, great story. You know, she's an angel investor. She's also the founder of the failure report, which we're going to talk about today, which is a resource for all of you female entrepreneurs out there that have failed <laughs> of which I have about a thousand and a half times now, you know, and we all do. Um, but it's, it's, what do we learn from those failures and how do we move forward? Right. Um, so Julie's going to talk about that. Um, it's a blog to helping early stage startups avoid potential pitfalls with the advice from successful entrepreneurs and investors. Um, she's also on the board of the Lower East Side Girls Club, which I'm, uh, I'd love to hear about today. Um, this club offers programs in arts, sciences, leadership, entrepreneurship, and wellness for girls in middle school and helps to break the cycle of poverty, which is, you know, a problem, <laughs> by training the next generation of ethical and entrepreneurial leaders. She is an avid traveler, and I actually was like looking where she traveled. I was like, wow, I want to hear all about that. Um, and has been to all 50 states, all seven continents, and all uh, and 80 countries. She's been a member of 37 Angels since 2016. So with all that mouthful of things being said, welcome to Warrior Women in Business, Julie. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for having taking, me. Taking the time to come here today. So I wanted to start off with talking about angel, angel investing for female startups. You know, you're clearly dedicated to this journey. And honestly, in my world of working with female startups forever now, there's a lot of education that needs to be done that people, that women really don't know about. So for those warrior women in business that maybe have a brand new startup, whether they are young or older and reinventing themselves, um, tell us like some, what are some of the top line things that they should expect once they commit to going for angel investing? So uh, it's super hard. You know, you, you have to make a commitment because as you said, I get involved with the fail report blog because a lot of investors don't make it. And if you don't make it first time or second time, like I didn't, uh, you can certainly uh, keep going, but you need to obviously be committed. And if you can keep your day job while you're building your company, we really recommend that. Um, it, you can go it alone. Uh, we do have uh, solar founders, but it, it can be easier if you have a team as you're going. And the idea is, you know, right out of that, it's like, if I make this, they'll buy it. And that's not the case always <laughs> time. So you really, the whole beginning process is a proof of concept. Um, you know, I have this kind of cookie company, um, you know, people coming to the cookie company. And if I, if I, if I market it this way, people come, if I market it this way, people don't come. So it's a whole kind of building process. Absolutely. Yeah. I like what you said. So can you talk about, I want to highlight what you said about the team. Mm -hmm. So how important is it for a female startup solopreneur or maybe two partners, right? How important is it for them to identify and build a team pre-investing with the intention of keeping that team on? Can you talk about the team, the structure of the team, how they might do that? Um, as I said, it's super hard doing it alone. We do have companies that are solar founders. Um, so identifying a person, you know, that'll be, um, not necessarily a co-founder or the founder, they can be the 
CMO or COO or whatever the case may be. So it's a matter of, it's easier when you kind of come together. You kind of have that, you know, the old school garage moment, you're creating something in the garage. So yeah, of course. Together. Um, I had a startup and we, um, it was a marketplace for job for jobs in the restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. So we did not have a technical person on our team. So we were outsourcing tech and that we ran into problems because it was expensive. Yeah. And you think like this, this feature is going to work and it doesn't. So then you have to recode and so forth. So, um, so finding those people or finding, you know, people that you can bring on, on a kind of a temporary basis. Okay. So um, what are some, some things that they, what are like the three to five things if you're just thinking about this and you're just thinking, okay, I wanna eventually pitch. What are three to five things that you would say that somebody would need to prepare, like a little bit of a checklist to get them started? Okay. So, you know, first level tends to be friends and family and you may you know, just have an idea on a napkin and that's okay. When you get, when you're going to that, going to go in front of an angel investing group, um, you need to have some amount of traction. When we look at companies that are have lifetime fifty thousand to five hundred thousand in sales, um, mm. so actually that's going to take a little bit of time to go. Or yeah. they have a significant pipeline. Um, it's a SaaS program, and they you know have you know commitments or interest from a lot of companies, a significant amount of companies. But of course we like to see actual uh, dollar sales. Okay, so in that, um, is there an average length of time where a company comes to you? Like what's a sweet spot? So, you know, you have these metrics, right? So 50,000 in sales or maybe a pipeline for those of you that are watching, maybe it's a pipeline of contracts to do business, right? Right, right that's what you're saying. So, um, so just so people can start thinking about a timeline, is there an average that you've seen in your experience where it takes a company to get there to present in the right way? Like, is it a year, two years, or does it vary? You know, I'm, I'm going to signal actually Shark Tank because I, I don't know exactly the companies that come to us that pitch with 37 Angels. Oh. They don't necessarily like if you've been, you know, had an idea from five years ago, um, they like it to be kind of a, a sooner process so that you're working fairly quickly. But at the same time, I recommend, you know, don't quit your day job until you have something that really could be viable. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it makes a lot of sense, especially now, especially in 2020. And Julie, that's what I'm seeing right now. I'm seeing, that's why I'm asking these questions. And they're, they might be hard questions, but it's, it's just a time where I'm seeing in my work where women are, you know, there's just so much downsizing happening, right? So some people can't keep their day jobs and they're looking to go off on their own. Yes. So it's, um, so that's why I'm asking these questions because this is a big question. Yeah, so in that case, I'm a huge fan of incubators or accelerators. And we have a tremendous resource center on the 37angels37angels.com website and you just go into resources and oh, there's perfect. this thing yes a ton of different uh incubators accelerators that may be in the food space or a different space or maybe oriented to women so forth okay can you talk about incubators for those that don't know what that means uh, uh, the idea is that you have a very early idea um and then you go in uh generally have to pitch to get into these groups but then you kind of can test out 
kind of the whole idea. And, and uh, again, the whole thing is, is this really a business? And sometimes they offer uh, funding, early stage funding money, um, or they can get you into pitch contests that you can you know, get some money to further grow. And also contacts. Contacts are, yeah. are very important. Very important. Um, so they can introduce you you know, to kind of all different resources. So um, it's, it's just, it's like a school for entrepreneurship, essentially. Okay. And is it, uh, is it focused on any one industry or? Some are general. Industry. Some are general. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of work with uh, Columbia's business schools. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of all different companies. But there are, but they're very kind of specific to, as I said, you know, to food, to all tech platforms, um, maybe from, you know, different areas of the country, have uh, startups that have incubators rather. Okay, got it. All right. So let's talk about the failure report. Yeah. So, you know, you share advice on, on failing to succeeding. Can you share like what the like what's the intention of this blog and where specifically do you focus like who do you help with a blog to talk about that a little bit uh, really early stage entrepreneurs so i i uh worked in the trade association for the restaurant industry and then i went to business school in france and then i came back and you know tried my hand at a couple startups uh, on my own and then with a partner and it's, it is, it is the hardest thing. It's the hardest uh, thing uh, in the world <laughs> uh, to actually build something and grow it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think I, you know, it's very kind of naive. And also, you know, I'm not so young. I, you know, people come out of college, they're 22 and they can you know, start something and they can fail early. I think if I was of the, the, the generation behind me or two generations behind me, um, I would have got my failing early. So that's why I switched over to angel investing. So I could, you know, take what I've learned. And also I decided, I realized that there's a lot of learning. So I talked to some pretty like high profile folks, um, like Tate's Cookies, oh. uh, which you know, sold nice. for a half a million dollars mm. and also uh, different um, investor groups. Um, so they're seeing kind of, so the idea is what not to do. So, you know, I don't know like things to do. The idea is like where they had failings. So you can, you know, get, you know, information about things to avoid as you grow your company. Yeah, it's really important. So, you know, I know I've been an entrepreneur forever, so <laughs> I believe I understand. Um, so, you know, this topic of failing, right? It's been around since before the podcast. I was like, okay, who's failed a million times? Where did this actually start? Yeah, and, uh, I have to have failed if you're an entrepreneur. I mean, really yeah. anyone in life, but especially if you're an entrepreneur, they generally, it's not like right out of the bat that, you know, they have a home run sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Home. It's, it's sometimes, I don't, I don't know if you agree. I honestly, I haven't found the answer yet. So um, <laughs> I haven't. So I don't know if some people say, well, it's, you know, cause this is my third business. <laughs> and um, so some people say, well, it's luck, timing and knowledge, or like a combination of the three. I don't, I don't know what that secret science is. So I don't know there's, what you- There's no secret science. And it's interesting you bring that up because I'm in the process of writing a letter to Guy Raz, who has a fabulous podcast, How I Built This. And I really recommend it. I, I recommend the Pitch Podcast and How I Built This. Right. And at the end, you know, he's obviously people who are incredibly successful. In the end, he asks, 
you know, was your success due to, you know, hard work and drive and smarts um, or luck? And I hate that question. There is no luck in entrepreneurship. There may be opportunities. <laughs> I haven't had any. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. But, yeah, yeah, but there, I hate that question. I'm like in the midst of writing him a letter. Um, and my father was a very successful entrepreneur. Act, I asked him the question. And he's like, no, there's no luck because it's so hard and it takes so much drive and smarts and just really grit and like uh, the determination not to give up perseverance uh, really at the end of the day. So there may be like, there may be opportunities, but you, the person who's successful sees those opportunities and can capitalize on those opportunities. And you know, 99% of us cannot. So I'm not a big fan of it. So I think perseverance really, because you're gonna start something and you can have some success, but there's gonna be you know a kink. Um, and you're gonna have to iterate, you're gonna have to fix, you're gonna have to change something to keep building uh, along. And it can be a very long process. Um, so to perseverance and not to give up and kind of a true grit is I think uh, is the ultimate yeah, of, of these type of people, the ultimate character. Yeah, I know. I agree. It's uh, that is what it takes. And also, can you talk a little bit about in that? So a lot of entrepreneurs, um, how do they know they're going down the right path with their business in that perseverance or grit? I know that's a bloated, broad question, but everybody has a different answer. I mean, I would answer that differently, but tell me what you think. Um, it, it goes back to, you know, kind of very early stage is, is this, you know, product, what we call product market fit. Do people want to buy the product that I am creating? And if, 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 you, keep, if you keep going like a year and you're really not getting a lot of interest, that's not, that's not the product. Um, and don't be afraid to fail and fail quickly. Um, I talked to an investor and he says that all the time, like, if it's not working, like, you know, like, you know, cut your losses and move on to the next thing. Or maybe entrepreneurship is not for you. So you go and, you know, get a job, job, job. <laughs> okay. A job, job. Right. That's the, that's the versus job versus entrepreneurship. So what, um, what, what few things should a female entrepreneur not do to lessen the chances of failing, assuming that they are they have the right product and they have a good market demand, but they're 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 trying to make it. So what should they not do? I hate to say it, but don't be afraid to be like male entrepreneurs because they can be very different. I have I'm invested mm. in a bakery called Ovenly. They're in Brooklyn. They have five locations, and of course, oh, this year has really, yeah. really taken them to task. But they're doing, they're doing okay. They're hanging in there. Uh, and the founders, like, she would go to a pitch competition, and the guy would be like, he would have, you know, an idea on a paper, very little traction, and said, "Yeah, I'm going to do this and this. I'm going to do like five million dollars next year." And uh, the founders only, well, you know, they were very conservative in, you know, what they asked, which I think is, is better. Um, but guess who got, you know, guess who got the, the funding would yeah. be the guy mm -hmm. um, and the girl. So kind of being a little bit bullish and also, you know, don't things like very uh, little things like don't say you're sorry. I work on that all the time because oh, women okay. tend to say, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So kind of adding a little bit of, you know, badass into, into your routine. And it's not easy, um, 
but we are all kinds of stories. I mean, it still goes on. I mean, in how men perceive women and, you know, we just had Dr. Biden and like, you know, someone wrote a uh, op-ed about she should not say doctor. Um, Really? Yeah, New York Times, terrible. That's like, terrible, I didn't even know he, that. He was a professor, not recently at my, I went to Northwestern at Northwestern and Northwestern mm-hmm. wrote a very like strict letter, but we're still dealing with this misogynist kind of with this sexism. So it is it is tough, but you know, just uh, kind of seeing straightforward with the path and not be distracted by those things. Yeah, so can you, and, talk, a, can you talk a little bit about that, about um, the maybe, the growth, if you have any numbers in terms of women receiving investing versus men. And, you know, talk a little bit about, uh, in, in that, like what 37 Angels has seen, you know, just so we understand a little bit. The- but overall, it's, it is really not a good number. And oh. it's really unbelievable because in my four and a half years of angel investing, I've seen a ton of female founders. So female founders are getting only 3%. Oh my gosh. High of funding. And it's moved a little bit, but like hardly at all. And especially this year, because people like are there a lot, there's a lot of money and there's a lot of investing, but they're, they, they see it as like a little bit of a risk, which is not the case because yeah. uh, when you have a female uh, founder as part of a group, you know, of the found founders, um, they do better than all male teams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we, we have a long way of going and we're kind of addressing these things, you know, how, you know, I talked about how men perceive women, women tend maybe not to think as big as men, and that's mm-hmm. fine, because maybe yeah. they just want to have a, a lifestyle business, maybe they want to have, you know, a clothing store, and then they open mm-hmm. up another clothing store, or whatever the case, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's a great business for them. But it wouldn't be something that would be interesting for an outside investor to get involved in because they're obviously we're looking for you know to grow and scale and then hopefully exit uh, to somebody else or I don't think I don't think at our stage we're going to see an IPO but you never know yeah a, a company that we invested in that we no, I understand that. yeah so we're we're eighty five women. Oh, I know it's 37 angels. So uh, angels. no, I didn't, I didn't know. I actually did. I had no idea that there were so many. That's great. So uh, Angela Lee uh, is a professor at Columbia Business School. Mm-hmm. And when she started it, it was, she was like, wanted to do the balance. So she named it 37 angels. So to get another 17%. So it'd be 50, 50 oh, as far as the amount. Interesting. So that's, but that, but, but yeah, so we're much, <laughs> We're much bigger than what the name implies. Um, and she wanted to get more women into investing with the idea if there's more people, women investing, there's going to be more female founded companies, you know, that are going to get invested. Invest- that, that makes sense. So, so are they looking for more investors now? Is there a process for women that want yeah, to yeah. invest? So, so we have a, we have a, well, we have a boot camp. Um, and that, well, I'm not sure if he's, I think probably like, three times a year. So I was at a boot camp from uh, 2016. And it's great, you know, she's very much a teacher. You know, if anyone's interested in finding out about the boot camp, again, it's on 37angels.com. And you, know, you have a whole like weekend where you're learning the basics. And then we have a pitch form and then you learn how to do a diligence memo, which is a very, you're looking at all features, the team, the product, the progress, the price, and 
Um, so it's a very extensive memo that we do. Um, yeah. So. Excellent. Okay. So um, how can female startups find support besides Warrior Women in Business, of course, and all the other women's organizations that we support when it comes to teaming if they aren't yet qualified for an investment? Like you mentioned incubators. Um, are there any other resources if someone is preparing for angel investing? Um, just any other resources that you can think of sharing? Again, I, there's, I, I jotted down a few, but there's a ton. I forget to look at our own website. I'm like, oh. wow, we have like a ton of information. Oh, right. And also, you know, information about, you know, kind of branding companies and so forth. So you can really, uh, you know, find a lot of information there. Okay. Um, and then again, the, the city has something called SCORE. Uh, oh, yeah. It's been around for a long time. Yeah, SCORE has been around a long time. I actually do a lot of talks for all these different groups, and I know that they're embracing, for example, SBA women. I've spoke for them several times. Okay. They're more embracing women as they grow. So um, I think they're very supportive, and they're trying to, they're trying their best to be educational, but also liaise with, on, with commercial organizations. Right. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I think that's good for women to take advantage of and uh, learn about. So it's good. We're all, you know, we're all moving in that direction. And then also in the diversity, um, we're moving in diversity and there's opportunities, there's accelerators and incubators um, you know, to create diversity uh, among uh, startups. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Um, so talk to us about like the, the, your, the founder report, the failure report rather. Um, talk to us a little bit about what to expect as you grow that or you build that out. Like what, just so, some ideas sure. what you're doing there. It's, it's basically, there's nothing that I'm monetizing. Um, I'm really, it's good for people to read and it's mm -hmm. great for me to be a better mentor as I move along because there's like just a ton of, you know, great information. So, so it's, it's not so much a business as I just, it's just more of a blog. I really do the business. Oh, I see. In the investing. Okay. Got it. So um, what, like, as, as we move forward into 2021, everybody is hopeful. <laughs> I'll put it that way. I'm very uh, hopeful. Yeah, good. I'm glad you are. <laughs> Me too. I'm hopeful. I actually think 2020 has been a rough year, but it's also given, I mean, from my, this is another business that I own, right? And I, and there's other women that have started new businesses during the pandemic. Yeah, a lot of people so. start up and the investment has not stopped. Maybe there was a little, you know, like drop in March, but again, there, there's a lot of money in the stock market. You know, people are investing. The, the rate has not stopped and it's probably grown a little bit this year. Okay. So where, so what, what changes do you see like from, let's say now to the end of 2021 in terms of female investing, like what opportunities do you think that fem both female entrepreneurs and potential female investors that may be watching us today should be aware of? Okay. Well, definitely anything that we can do on a zoom or things, home products, you know, products in our home, if people are investing uh, more in furniture and so forth and making their home, you know, better for them if they're spending more time in it. Pet, any kind of, you know, pet sites, I, pets, I live, I live in New York City in my neighborhood. I think the pets have doubled. Definitely <laughs> tripled. <laughs> Oh, this is crazy. Um, anything along that, anything along uh, kind of healthcare, obviously, those type of things I jotted down. 
um, yeah, health and wellness, mental health uh, is very big, and then gaming um, and e-commerce and anything delivery, which might be saturated at this point, but it's still, I think, growing. Oh, I think, yeah, I think e-commerce is certainly growing. Yeah, delivery, yeah, delivery on that, yeah. E-commerce and... e for sure, and, you know, yeah. a lot of interesting things that will come out of this year because things like maybe, you know, you have a small a small store and you never really relied on kind of e-commerce. You know, yeah. You did everything in the store, maybe had a little bit on your site. Now people had to build up their sites completely um, yeah. now because maybe it's going to be 50-50. Yeah. Well, April 27th, my, uh, one of our coaches, who's a fashion designer, she actually helped me launch this warrior women brand fashion brand. We're doing a, we're doing a Q and a on here, warrior women in business on e-commerce SEO and building a fashion brand, because a lot of women that I talk to have like an existing jewelry brand or existing some fashion related brand, but they haven't done the, you know, they haven't gone into e-commerce and, you know, that's what I've been doing forever. And I think it's just a very explosive opportunity that if you understand how to do it correctly, because I'm sure you're well aware there's thousands of platforms. <laughs> that's the platforms. And to that point, you can do a little model, uh, modeling, not like modeling, but um, <laughs> if you're looking, you know, whatever the sector and there's someone who has been successful in the sector, you can go and you kind of can get information. There's a lot of information about kind of their journey and how they started. And you can, you know, model yourself, you know, cause obviously they rose to success. Um, so getting a lot of information, a big fan of LinkedIn. Um, it's good if you can use it to get warm uh, introductions, um, yeah, but sometimes I do cold and people do cold to me constantly every day to say angel investor. They don't know what, <laughs> what type of angel investor or anything. I get bombarded, but um, so I, I'm a big fan of kind of creating your network on LinkedIn. And also, you know, when we get back to having, you know, panels and networks and pitch forums, whatever the case, go to those. And, you know, I've created a network uh, through that as well. Mm. So can you talk about that, like what's coming up, um, both at 37 Angels and in general, that female entrepreneurs that are thinking about going into and going for investing should be aware of this? Anything that's happening like in the next quarter? Um, I, I'm not sure anything, you know, specifically besides what I mentioned as far as industries that are looking interesting uh, to us. Um, but uh, yeah, as I said, things have been pretty consistent. Okay, got it. And the parameters and qualifiers for a potential entrepreneur to go investing are on 37angels.com, right? For those listening. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not, you know, super early. As I said, you know, you have an idea. Generally, you go to friends and family, yeah. um, you know, to, to get funding. But when you get past that and you're going to angel, for us personally, we're looking, as I said, someone who has revenue 50,000 uh, to 500K, um, someone that's looking to raise about a half a million to 2 million um, valuations, three to 8 million is kind of our sweet spot. Okay. Yeah. Okay, got it. So the term warrior women in business, I ask all my guests, <laughs> what does it mean to you? When you hear it, and if you knew nothing about it. I mean, really to be a badass. Um, don't be now a you officially get a shirt. <laughs> okay. 
Because it is a badass. It's what it's supposed to be a badass because business is hard. And especially if you're a woman. Um, don't be afraid to try anything. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, you know, don't let people, you know, tell you no. Um, unless it's someone, you know, that you really respect and doesn't think it is. But, but yeah. besides that, you know, you're going to get a lot of no's. Especially, you know, if you're going for investment. Um, you know, I listen more to the podcast that I listen to that how much time that takes, um, which is, you know, taking you away from growing your business, depending on how big um, a team you have. Thank you for answering that. You definitely get a shirt and I'm going to send you one. So, <laughs> but um, besides, um, besides uh, angel investing, right, for entrepreneurs, what other um, kind of bits of advice could you share with them on how they can best get there? Like anything that they should think about from a, from a sales perspective, a partnership perspective as they're building these businesses? Um, as I said, you know, finding, you know, the, the right idea. And also I have, I did a fair report on a company called Hungry and they're essentially a ghost kitchen with a million different kitchens under one roof. Oh, and they just got a ton of funding, a ton of funding. And his, uh, his, his do not, not to do was, you know, don't, don't keep your, don't keep a secret about your business. People think, oh, they have this idea that's fabulous and someone's yeah. going to steal it. Nobody's going to steal your idea. <laughs> I always say, I was like, I say, here, take my idea. I hope you have a lot of money and time to go handle this thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, no going to steal your idea. <laughs> Early on, I kind of worked under that, uh, idea so he's the idea is though just to like talk to everybody um and like this is what you're doing you may like there might be like a person who's looking to do the same thing it could be a team member there may be a person who has some ideas for you there may be a person that could be potentially an advisor so yeah so don't keep it secret about your idea i think would be like the best you know yeah no i like that advice quite a bit okay so i have some questions coming in here on my phone <laughs> so all right, so um, what is the incubator process of 37 Angels for very new entrepreneurs? We, we, we don't have an incubator okay. ourselves, um, but, as there's, but there is a lot of them and there's a whole uh, list. Um, so there's, I, there's something called an incubator and some call accelerator. I think they're, they're pretty much the same, but people call themselves different uh, things. So you can, you can Google or you can just go on our site and there's going to be a lot of us. So it's a matter of uh, applying, applying to them. Okay. Here's a question that I'm going to ask, and then I'm going to go back to these questions because it just dawned on me because of my clients that are female executives are generally successful and then they're going into something else. So what's, um, for, for those women that actually are thinking about, I am, but this isn't the future, I'm <laughs> becoming an investor in other women's businesses. Um, what, who is that type of woman? I mean, how can she think of herself as someone that might potentially become an investor? Like, you know, you told your story, but how do you, how do you I guess, know when you're at the point where you can do that? And, you know, how much time will it take once you decide to do that? The first thing is the, co the government has a, uh, not a limit, but uh, there's a bar that you have to be over as far as an investor. Oh. Um, and it's pretty high um, as far as uh, your net worth and so forth, or, 
it's based on three things. You can look it up how to become an investor. The idea is why the government gets involved because angel investing is super risky. So any kind of investing, but especially angel mm, investing. Right. So they want sense. you to have a certain amount of income or net worth. However, they've now got into kind of crowdsourcing and investing. There's something called Seedvest, um, and there's a couple other uh, companies that you can invest uh, as you know anybody can invest. So kind of de democratizing. Oh, that. democratizing um, rights. Yeah, so anyone can invest, and that's probably you know, and that's also a good place to start. Mm, that's very interesting. See, you said it was called Seed. Seed, seed vest. Seed vest. Okay. All right. Perfect. That's good. Yeah. I think everybody should take a look. Um, so uh, someone else, can you talk more about the gaming area? I guess you mentioned investing in the gaming area. So what do you mean by that? I guess that's what they're asking. Um, I personally have not invested in any gaming, uh, but it's, it's a very popular sector. I just saw a, a pitch on a woman that was doing uh, moisturizers mm -hmm. to counter the effects of blue blue screen. Really? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, and, and gaming that. I'm like, really? Um, so I don't. Interesting, so I, I, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm I, yeah, I'm not a specialist in gaming, but it's still very popular and still growing, and especially now when people are more time at home. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for answering that. Um, how can a woman think bigger when it comes to enticing investors outside of a financial track of the business? Anything interesting that stood out for you over the years from female investors? Hmm. Do you understand that question? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think this is both, you know, men and women. Um, you know, you have to prove, you know, it's, again, I'm coming back to the same things. It's kind of proof of concept. I would only be interested in what, you know, investing in you if you have some kind of traction. Yeah. It's, yeah. So that's, you know, that's number one. In traction and then, you know, that people, we really look at teams, you know, where, yes. have, they, where have they worked? What is, you know, their educa education? Not always, but if the teams have to be very strong because at the end of the day, the product might change but the founder yeah. is not gonna change. So that is super important. Mm. Okay, I have another question based off of that. So when you talk about the teams, um, how should the founder, because look, let's say a company has 50,000 or let's $100,000 in sales or something, right? Then they come to you, they wanna to go to the next level. They bootstrap the whole thing. You know what I mean? They've taken it, it's a couple years old and they're ready for investing and now they've built a team to support the, this business, bringing in a team that fills in those functional elements like an operation, CIO, CFO, whatever. So how should the person, the founder of the company think about incentivizing <laughs> their team? I mean, if they're just, you know, obviously there's equity, but it's a pre-invested I don't even think that's the right word, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So they're not really a growth business yet, but they have people that believe in it and they want them to be part of their team. So what can a founder tell those people to entice them and let them know how, how they will be involved in this? So first of all, you have to be super cautious with equity 
I've talked to a number of uh, founders where they've given equity because um, they thought they needed that person and that yeah. you know, capability and the organization and they didn't. So there was mm-hmm. like getting out of the equity. So you have to be super, you know, super careful that you should definitely have a lawyer um, when you're working through these things. But, That's you know, a good point. Just, yeah, it's generally investing. You know, if they stay longer, they get, you know, a piece more of the equity is, is generally how kind of you can keep people um, involved. And obviously it has, you have to have a good team and a, you know, a good place of work and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so um, what kind of teams are you looking for from just the point of pitch? I mean, are you looking for how big the team or just, not, you know, not, not necessarily because we're very early stage, but generally you want, uh, I mean, this is, is, it's very kind of obvious, but you want someone who has different capabilities, um, right. you know, that there's good synergy. So you're not kind of over, you know, doing the same job that you kind of have people that are, have strength in different locations and different access to the business. Um, I'm trying to think what else we look for. Um, uh, I mean, we do spend a lot of my, uh, time on the teams, you know, kind of their background and how they work together. Um, we do a lot of questioning around that. Uh, how that makes sense. Because there has to be, obviously it's not gonna be all like seamless. Yeah. Uh, there's gonna be difficulties, but from the get-go um, that there's good synergy um, people working together. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, the, the last question I have, because I, I think we're done with the audience questions for now, um, but the last question I have is about uh, to go or not to go angel investing, you know? So how long, when do you think a, a young business is in a good position for growth? You know what I mean? I know it might be a broad question, but that's, that, that's also a consideration. Should they commit? Should they not commit? Should they get to the next level? Do you know? And what are the pros and cons? Yeah. First of all, you have to, do you need the money? I mean, sometimes you can kind of bootstrap, you know, that you can get to a position. But if you need, you know, a boost to get you to, we generally look at a 12 to 18 months is the runway that they're raising for that amount of time. And then they'll go to generally a next funding level. So, you know, kind of determining if you need the cash, um, again, to, to grow. A lot of times you do, yeah. um, but that's yeah. not always the case. Okay, got it. All right. Um, anything you want to share with with uh, the Warrior Woman business audience in terms of how to connect with you? You know, anything about Thirty Seven Angels? As sure. Far as yours. Yeah, you can you can connect on, with me uh, on LinkedIn. It's uh, Julie Lerner. Um, I recommend you subscribe to my blog, of course. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, Thirty Seven Angels has a tremendous amount of resources. And then, you know, you can reach out to me with specific questions and I can try to help. And a lot of times I can try to connect people, you know, to advisors or so forth. That's really fantastic. Julie, I hope that, um, I hope that when COVID ends, hopefully soon, we are having a, a few events um, that we're planning for first quarter. So hopefully you can co- come out and meet some people. Okay. Terrific. COVID friendly. Um, so I want to thank you a couple of uh, closing uh, mentions. So first I want to thank Julie uh, and I'll just, I'm, I'm going to do a quick recap. So if you are a female entrepreneur 
that has been seems like been in business for at least a little while and has good traction, possibly a good team and a great idea <laughs> um, with some market demand, you may may be in a position um, to work with 37 Angels. So 37angels.com, right, uh, mm -hmm. is the site to take a look. I actually went there and for my client and they have a ton of really great information and also like an entire simple, simple to follow process. And again, there's a ton of angel groups, uh, yeah. you know, ones that we, we invest in male and female companies, but there's a ton that are just female and oriented. Yep. So if you're that, and then if you're also a lot of the women, especially our coaches, um, are very successful women that are looking to support more female entrepreneurial businesses like me. And if so, if you're looking, uh, whether it's near term or long term to possibly be an investor, that also seems like an opportunity um, that you could look into. And then you also mentioned Seedvest is maybe a starting point, right? Uh, to get involved in, it's, it's, it's crowd investing, investing, crowdsourced investing, essentially. So there's different companies and you can read about them. Okay. Yeah, crowd investing, which, which seems like a really smart place to start. Um, and then, um, and then the last, the most important piece is, you know, uh, the failure report. Uh, we'll follow up with everybody in an email so that people can subscribe to the blog, uh, you know, so you can really learn what not to do <laughs> and get on your way to success. So with all of that being said, a uh, couple things, a lot of things that we have coming up in Warrior Women in Business that I want to mention. So uh, beginning uh, January 6th, we have uh, our coach, um, Amanda Parness, which actually ties, I don't know, Julie, if you know Amanda, but um, she's really smart too. Um, so Amanda is one of our Warrior Women Business coaches. She comes from a background of investing and she um, helps startups through the actual development of their financial projections, like guides them. She takes like a piece of their business as they grow, you know, type of thing. Um, and she helps get them ready. So for investing. Um, so Amanda Parness is going to be walking us through a financial worksheet, which I, I'm ready to roll on this thing. Um, and so that's very exciting. So that's January 6th. Uh, that's in the evening. Then January 13th, we have uh, Mary Yench, who is also uh, involved with Warrior Women in Business. She's been a speaker at many of my events. Super lady. Um, she's also an investor, but she actually helps women through transition, which, and she uses, um, a, she, she comes from a background of innovation with like major companies like J&J. &J. So she uses innovation methods to help women um, basically reinvent themselves and transition, which is really, really great. That's a lunch and learn. January 20th, um, Precious Williams, I don't know if you know her, Julie, she is a pitch master. She's like very well known as a, as a, pitch Shark Tank. She's won Shark Tank, you know, um, uh, competitions. So she does pitching. She's fabulous. So she um, she's going to be teaching, you know, the art of the pitch along with me because I do a lot around social selling. So it's all about social selling and pitching. And nowadays <laughs> they go together. So we thought, why don't we come together and do this? Because people are pitching online, whether it's an investor pitch or a sales pitch for, for your business. And then the last thing I want to mention is January 27th, uh, Tina Trevino, who is our fashion coach at Warrior Women in Business, that gave me the quick confidence to launch my own Warrior Women in Business fashion brand, which lights me up and make, gets me so excited. So um, she's going to be teaching a class on how to build a fashion brand, and I'm going to be talking about e-commerce and SEO. So 
to your point, Julie, that they don't start a brand and then fail <laughs> with that e-commerce brand because there's so many considerations behind that. I don't even have the time. So we're going to be talking about that. So in January, there's a lot going on. Last thing is in February, we are planning our first 2021 event, which is going to be um, how to feel like a fashion model for a day. It's going to be very cool in New York City. Um, it's a very limited engagement event uh, with some A-list people, and there'll be more on that on warriorwomenbusiness.com. So we have a lot going on. Um, the knowledge that you transferred today, Julie, is so, so important for all the female entrepreneurs that I come across, of which I mentioned they're in various stages. So thank you for graciously offering for people to connect with you as well. That's just very generous of you. So I, I want to thank you again for being on and happy holidays. Your gift is coming in the mail. Um, so, um, so, you know, hope, hopefully we have you back on and maybe telling a success story of one of the Warrior Women in Business members maybe going through investing, which would be very cool. Cool. So thank you so much. And um, we'll be signing off here, episode 33, Warrior Women in Business, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.